guys welcome back to another episode of Jake the Dingus. As always, be sure to give us a like, follow, and find us on Twitter and Instagram. We are at Jake Dingus Show. Joining us live, we have the Rear Admirals, Daniel and Luke from Outdoor Games. How are we doing, guys? We're Australia's number three folk band. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So we got a lot to talk about today, but before we get into it too much, let the people know where they can find you at. Yeah, so Alidora Games, um, spelt just the way it sounds on X, formerly known as Twitter and Instagram. And then if you go on Kickstarter and type in Crodian's Contest, Crodian with a C, uh, you can uh, follow our pre-launch. So you can sign up and then you'll be notified of all our updates and um yeah any sort of happenings and then you'll be also aware of when we launch daniel we lost your audio oh hello i hear him yep hello yeah i can hear you Mm. i think it's just him it's just you yeah good thing i don't record anymore because I used. Yeah, I've lost um, Jake. Yeah, Jake's gone. I guess we're doing it now. Do you want to be Jake or the Dingus? I want to be the Dingus. Oh, I want to be. Can it be the Dingus and the Dingus? The Dingus? I'll, I'll, be, I'll be the Dongus. I'll be Long Dong Johnson. Ding and Dong. Remember that cat that used to say that? Long Johnson. No, I didn't know that cat. The talking cat. He there did. is a funny video of a monkey. Yeah, we've lost you, Jake. Wait, you're back. Am I? Oh. Okay, I think I got you. Hello. Good. Got it. Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah, that's better. I can hear you. Okay. We're good now. Uh, are you gonna? So are you gonna start again? Yes, I'm. So I'm just gonna. All right. I'll just. just get, I'm just gonna grab a can of Pepsi Max. I'll be one second. Yeah. No, you're good. I should have got are... Yeah. No doubt. Okay. So we're gonna. Oh, we have a bit coming on. Damn, we got the whole. Freaking team. <laughs> Might as well get that out now when I'm going to have to redo my fucking intro anyway. So, ha 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 ha. What's up? All right. Got Benjamin. Hello? Can't hear you. We cannot see you. I'm assuming your video will be kicking in here momentarily. I just was doing the intro, but then my audio kicked out for some reason because technology. All right, got Benjamin on the iPhone 14 Pro Max. Hello. How are you doing? Hey, going good. What's all up? right, so I guess I, I can add Benjamin in. Well, I don't know. We're not all rear admirals, so it's just going to be Luke, Daniel, and Benjamin. All right, 
So, uh, Benjamin, do you prefer Benjamin or Ben? Uh, well, I don't like the name Ben, so. so but Benjamin. Benjamin, Benjamin sounds way too fancy, so Ben's fine. You sure? I mean, I'll call you whatever you want. It's Uncle Morris. He made it. Hey, Daniel. There you go. <laughs> This is our Ali Dora's chief beer tester. Oh, okay. Yeah. So definitely a, a valued member of the team. All right. I'm happy uh, to be the beer right now. Okay. So um, went over some stuff. We're going to talk about, you know, obviously the game coming up. I'm going to do the intro, which I did before, but we're just going to take to it at the top here. So I think. Everyone's audio is coming good. Y'all can hear me. Thumbs up. Yes. Okay, super. All right. All right, going to do my intro read in three, two, one. Hey, guys, welcome back to another episode of Jake Madingus. As always, be sure to give us a like and follow. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram. We are at Jake Dingus Show. Joining us today, we got Luke, Daniel, and Benjamin from Outdoor Games. How are we doing, guys? G'day. Hello. <laughs> doing well. Nice. Awesome. awesome. Glad to have you on. So got a bunch of stuff to get into today, but before we get into it, let the people know where they can find you at. So Ali Dora Games um, on Instagram and X. And um, if you go to kickstarter.com and search Crudian's Contest with a C for Crudian, uh, you'll be able to sign up for our pre-launch, which means you'll be notified of when we launch and also any sort of other activities going on with Crodian, which is the epically fun fantasy board game for, for everyone. Full awesome, party awesome. game. Yeah, we're really excited to talk about that. So guys, be sure to give them a like and follow again. That's gonna be on, I guess, X and Instagram. That's at Alador Games and you can follow them on their Kickstarter as well. Just search Crodian's Contest. So I have a bunch of stuff I want to get into. Personally, I am a huge board game, card game fan. Like I love tabletop. I fucking and I was stoked to be able to actually get to talk with a, I guess, a game creation company because it's definitely an opportunity that I've never had and I want to take full advantage of it. So I want to. I guess we'll kind of go maybe around the table first. So if we want, I'm going to start with. Daniel and work my way around. What, what is your specific role in Alador Games? So, like, if you have a title, what is that, and what do you do as far as the game company? Well, I guess I'd be the manager, the director, um, and the idea was that, as you know, uh, you're into board games. So many people are into board games right now. It's having absolute renaissance. I think about twenty years ago when Catan came out, and then but 10 years ago, Ticket to Ride, and they've all sold gazillions. And um, just recently, it's just huge. Like right now, there's Gen Con going on in um, Indianapolis, which is it's one of the disadvantages of being in Australia. We It's hard to, to get to. You guys have so many board game conventions, sure. and there's so much opportunity to network and um, sort of get a game out there now. Um, so that's going on, and, and I saw some footage from uh, Gen Con when they first uh, opened the doors like two days ago, and there's just a swarm of 
just thousand people just going through the doors. There's that much excitement with board games at the moment. Um, so it's a really exciting time to sort of try and uh, establish a little independent board game company. Um, and yeah, so, the, and then the, the idea behind our first game, Protean's Contest, um, as, as a board game fan yourself, you probably know that like there's been uh, a, like a shift away from the randomness in games. It's like sort of having a dice in your board game is sort of frowned upon now. It's sort of like they want strategy and to reward um, like different sorts of, uh, you know, like uh, they called Euro gamers. So they look really mm -hmm. good on the box. Um, Mr. Morris, I think your microphone's on. <laughs> you're, you're like, um, so all, I, all I can see is you on the screen. Um, so the, the, the thing is, I, I have some little kids, um, you know, that get up to 13 and I would be getting like June Imperium or uh, Terraforming Mars, all these wonderful games, but you sit down and some of these games take like an hour to set up and then the kids are there. Oh, and... for sure. Like I, I, not to cut you off there, but I'm a big fan of it, but it is kind of a pain to set up. Uh, Scythe, I've played a lot, and mm. that is just like that can be just a pain in the dick and balls to set up, just because the like the board itself is like you need a full ass dining table just to fit everything on there. And then and the learning circle too. I got I got Skyf Digital just to try and like learn the game first before I then introduce right. it to my family. And so there's like. For, for us adults, it's it's great, but like even you have like friends or family come over that are also adults, but sort of more in the casual gaming space. It's sort of like, hey, come over, have dinner and play a board game. And it's like, all right, just let's set up for an hour. Then we'll do an hour of sort of, you know, learning the game and then play through Let it me explain the backstory and rules to you for three and a half hours, please. That's it. And then it's, yeah, everyone's like fighting with each other and goes home. So what I was, I kept buying these games uh, at the local game store that to try and introduce my family, and they sort of all were along that 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 aspect. And um, there was, they look really cool on the box, and like really fun in action. But then you you open the box, and yeah, it's like it's a pretty sort of a lot of them are fairly dry. So I just wanted to create something that, and then. Opposite to that, if you go to the kids space, they're just really kiddy. So they're they're like, you know, magic unicorns and stuff like that, which is cool. But it's like even uh, sort of Crodian's contest would sort of be pitched towards where you can just have friends or family show up, even like college buddies drinking, whatever, and then just sort of learn it as you go and just have a really good time and like be dueling each other, battling each other that we like embrace randomness. Um, and like you can be winning and then at a turn of a card or a dice, you can be losing. So there's the whole element of like, well, this guy's far ahead, but if I do this, you know, I can take him down or like if there's a peasant revolution card or something like that. And, um, Whereas, yeah, in a lot of these other Eurogamers, it's like if someone's got really good strategy, you just never in 
in it anyway. Sure, yeah, I think there, there's something for those true like big strategy games, but there is definitely, there's both a learning curve and it's kind of like a built-in gatekeeping element because like there's a lot of people that are just not, like no matter how fun it may be and trying to explain how fun it is, people are going to look at some of these setups and rules and just say, fuck this. I'm not like, I'm going to go play life. That takes, you know, five minutes to pull everything out and maybe half hour to play. That's it. And that's the fun of, like you play with kids, like say five to 15 and it's like, they love the randomness of a chance card or, or this, or like, or even just casual buddies coming over and just have a few beers. It's like, and this is definitely not casting a shade. Like I love the Euro gamers and like, I really like them, but my family aren't as serious at, at board sure, gaming. It's not for everyone. So, it's not for everyone. So yeah, trying to, trying to appeal to that casual market is where creating these contests fit. So it's, um, where it's easy to pick up, it's fun. You can just have friends or family, a few drinks, and just, uh, yeah, just have a lot of fun doing it. Awesome. Yes, and we'll, we'll definitely get into the game specifically. But uh, going to Luke now. So, if you don't mind, uh, what is your title in the company, and what role do you play in the, I guess, game development? Oh, titles, titles. That's uh, what you do. I don't concept know. for me. He's the font uh, font manager. The the fontologist. Who's this guy? Who is he? That's Luke. This is Morris. In my life. <laughs> I think one thing we have to establish here is, fuck is this guy? not in Australia. And I've never <laughs> met our friend Benjamin here, although I've heard a lot about him. Yeah, this is Morris P. Morris. Clearly, he's not a part of this company. I've never seen this guy in my fucking life. I haven't What's spoken. I thought Sorry. I was the dingus. <laughs> this is the dingus? The dingus is made of uh, I'm a pseudo dingus. <laughs> so it's a family meeting right here on Jake and the Dingus. Bringing people around the world together is what we do. It's like the Maury Puppet show. It's like the shitty Maury. Morris P. Morris is the company's chief beer tester. Yeah. slash play tester so he, I, he he's i'll exactly, say this i'll say this right now i hate board games so go um, ahead I'll, you're <laughs> in a great line of work then. how do you feel about beer <laughs> i love beer there you go that's how you got the title bit, bit, and bit, <laughs> total having... total rabbit trail from this uh i've heard for aussies uh love beer but fucking hate fosters I don't even think you can get Foster's. Hey, what? Foster's. Foster. Oh, yeah. No, they don't even sell Foster's in Australia at all. No. But, Morris, you... Because you, I did... Um, Morris is the chief playtester, and he... To bring him on board, he told me... Because I'm like, we've got this game, and I need... like Because you've got a playtest for like out, hundreds of hours. And Morris is like... I hate board games and reluctantly he came, he flew up from New South Wales um, and I picked him up from the airport and he picked him up from the bar. Reluctantly as well. Very reluctantly. (laughs) (laughs) And 
And then after playing Crodian, what do you think as someone like, because you're exactly the market sort of, we were sort of targeting where it was that casual person that comes over for a drink and, you know, let's get out a fun game and play it. And then, so what was your impression? Like, I'll be serious, like, like in the world of like, just everyone addicted to mobile phones and all that type of shit, like getting together with your friend and the family sitting at the kitchen bench playing a game that was really fun and exciting. Like it was a great time. Like we had a great time drinking a few beers, playing Croydian's Conquest, which is a fun, exciting game. Like, and I, I really loved it. Like it's one of the best times of my life, like just playing that game. I, I, remember playing, I remember playing Monopoly when I was a kid and it was kind of fun, but this game is way more fun than that. And it just keeps going and going and going and you try to get to the end and then you start another game and it's a fucking great time. Yeah, and you had some yeah. great ideas too that came from it, like because you, you duel each other in it and you, you came up with the yeah. idea because we had this 3D printer in the workshop and it was like, well, let's print up the actual sort of nefity and the actual sort so it's like oh, yeah. actually, actually role playing yeah um so definitely i mean that's a great way and like honestly an interesting way to kind of play test this take someone who's like okay well i'm not an avid board gamer you know maybe not into like high fantasy or whatever and just see like okay you are the you know just the average possible consumer and then if you find someone who that doesn't have any sort of vested interest whatsoever in anything that's going on there. And if they find it enjoyable, then I think that does speak volumes to, I guess, the structure of the game. Yeah, he because Mr. Morris is actively against board games and to convert him <laughs> has, has been fantastic. And it was, it's the best like couple of days ever. We just had beers and, yeah, like, uh, and then my daughter- He's right, like, actively asked, against and video games but <laughs> we had a great time but we really had a great time just playing that game like uh, i'll give you a scenario we we had a boat trip booked for the next day like on the gold coast and i, I was like can we not go on the boat trip can we just like play the game <laughs> can we just stay home and play board games and just play the game like i loved it so if we can convert Mr. Morris, we can get the the idea then is to sort of market to beyond the regular board game crowd, I guess. Yeah. No, sure. I can definitely try to catch that mass market appeal. So actually coming back to Luke, so you're saying um, as far as the like designated typology, so is your role to kind of make everything look pretty and presentable as far as the packaging or the marketing or kind of what aspects are you handling on your end? Well, Daniel and I have worked on uh, a lot of creative projects over the last couple of years, all remote. We've never actually been in the same room together, um, which is probably better for insurance purposes. But uh, we have done you know animated projects and pitch decks and scripts and like all kinds of things and so he showed this project to me and i haven't had the luxury of being able to play it yet because i'm just i'm you know on the opposite side of the world from them um 
but it's very, you know, the, the cards have story elements to them. And so there's quite a bit of text that needs to be formatted and shaped. And, uh, you know, I just dug deep into my background graphic design, like back in college and uh, helped to literally cross the T's and dot the I's just to refine the, really just the type um, and then just do what I do kind of, you know, I can weigh in on the other creative decisions, but Daniel's very, uh, you know, he's an illustrator, he's an artist, uh, the packaging and everything like that. He's really, um, you know, his first draft is better than a lot of finished products. So it's really just kind of fine tuning and maybe stepping back and providing a little bit of feedback or some fresh ideas that might not have been considered otherwise. Sure, sure. Yeah, especially when you look like if you have a card heavy game, I mean, there's something to the actual, you know, text on there, like, because that's going to, you know, dictate a lot of the game. But I just think like, as like, I play magic. And I just think about like all the little like, tiny story beads, like subtext that goes under those cards. I mean, like magic's like famous, for that, but there's lots of games that have, you know, kind of building the like canonical world, so to speak. So do you, are you interposing your own ideas into the game or are you just taking like okay well here is you know what the world is like and i'm just doing my artistic interpretation he i mean daniel's really he's the fantasy nerd he reads all these books you know i like lord of the rings the movies i you know maybe someday i'll listen to the audio books um he's the hardcore fantasy guy and i'm you know i like fantasy i'm just not that guy and so in terms of uh the world building he does it all he does it all in these cards and i'm just um i'm actually it's like i'm reading the book as i'm reading the cards and i'm learning about this world and uh you know sometimes i can uh rephrase reshape things uh you know abridge things just for clarity's purposes but no it's all it all springs forth from his um Big bald brain there. Yeah, it's oh, a whole... big beautiful bald brain. Be that <laughs> way. Yeah, it's 2023, Luke. It's it's not 2016 anymore. You can't just throw stuff out there. I can't hair shame you. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, because the game itself uh is like I said, takes place in the realm of Validora, and then there's seven heroes you can choose from, and they all have a background and a story and they're from different areas of the realm because like Luke said I'm a like love fantasy so it's actually we've got a map of uh that you're finding a fantasy novel so it's an actual takes place um and you choose your hero and then depending on which hero you've chosen they have different abilities with the hero cards and um and then in the rule book if you wanted to go further there's a story with each hero and then uh, like Mr. Morris came up with, like if we then in the dueling, we actually have like little swords and stuff so that then you can uh, just really enter the role-playing aspect of it. Um, but yeah, so it's sort of like if you could almost have a fantasy novel ab about Crodian's contest because the characters like Crodian, uh, like, they've all got this backstory um but none of that's important though you can just open the box pick a character not know anything about it 
and start the game and have fun. Sure. Yeah, I think that's probably the, like, if you want to get into it, then it's like, get into it. Like, I mean, I play D&D and I really like the, like, I get heavy into the role-playing part of it. But I mean, I've played with very casual people. And so I'm like, look, you don't have to like, do the silly voices and like get really into the canon world whatever it may be but it's like i like that if you just want to be like a whatever like just a barbarian and fuck shit up then like yeah do that fuck shit up and you'll have fun doing it yeah that's it you can go as as far into it as you want or as surface level and and the other aspect of this game um is that it's it it, it is like the card, there's a card element, but there's also a board element. So, and then there's there's actually the game comes with five boards, and there's randomly one put in the middle, and it's like a unique element where it's turned upside down. It's a fog land, and you can actually take the wrong path and be blocked, and then you've got to find mm -hmm. a way out. So it's it's sort of like you're going on a D and D quest to get to yep. the winner's circle. Uh, and there's wrong paths. You can also, there's free, freedom of movement as well of going forward and backward, but there's a few rules which sort of keep you moving forward. So it's like once you cross a river, you can't go back. Uh, once you cross a lich gate, you can't go back, which keeps you moving forward. But if you're getting small rolls, you can sort of go back and forward. So it's, it's sort of like almost like you are on a quest in a RPG. Yeah, no, I think, like, if you can, for anyone who is intimidated by role-playing games, I think there's some real accessibility once you actually put a board and figurines and, like, some actual physical, tangible element to it. Because I know just from, like, the tabletop community, like, sometimes when you're just like, oh, well, you got a bunch of paper and rule books, it doesn't seem like it's much of a game, but it's like, nah, it is. It's just make-believe with math. But once you actually have, like, you have a thing and you have the, you know, the rules in front of you and there's, like, oh, there's spaces I can move on. It's, like, easier to logic around it. That's it. And also with the, the younger audience, too, it's, like, you sit them down, you play D&D &D with, like, there's those D&D &D, uh actual board games and it's like it has the, the map and it comes yeah. with like a hundred figures which is really cool and yeah. or you're sitting down with just some pen and paper and it's like you're, you're competing with tiktok and instagram and it's like sure it's tough but you mentioned uh magic did you get into the just as a quick side note the lord of the rings were you chasing the one ring it was not chasing the one ring no i actually did not get any i haven't really got any new sets recently it's just one of those things that like i'm just kind of choosing to not spend a lot of my free money there because like it's been recently especially with magic like i guess it's good but it's kind of a pain in the ass they come out with new set series so often that it's like impossible to keep up unless you're going to be dropping like a couple hundred bucks like quite literally every like three or four months like good luck keeping up you know with the sets yeah, I think they've even acknowledged that and they've made, made standard from two to three years. But I think yeah. there's people wanted it more like five years because, yeah, yeah, it's quite oh, a yeah, investment. I mean, like, God, I'm trying to remember, like, the last real set I got into uh, Crimson Vow, the vampire stuff was pretty cool. That was the last one I got into, was Crimson Vow. Yes, yep, I know that one. So, but. 
you know, I I got a couple set boosters from uh, I think it's what Kamigawa. It's like the Japanese setting, so like it had some cool stuff in there. Uh, I just didn't. It's kind of thing like if you really for any magic, you know, especially like if you play Commander, like so much of it is just dumping an inordinate amount of money either into a bunch of cards or you're going to be spending an even more inordinate amount of money on one specific card to make your deck plausibly playable. The Kamigawa got me. I was I I spent a lot on collector's cards trying to chase the neon ink. <laughs> and and the prices yeah. of the neon ink have tanked now. I could have just now gone and bought them all single. Yeah, you could just wait it. That's kind of the thing. If you want to, you can kind of just wait like six months, and you'll be like, "Yeah, sure, I'll get a booster box for sixty dollars." Although these serialized cards they're doing, they seem to um, hold their value. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure, for sure. So, all right, I guess we'll call you Mister Morris now. Um, so, lead play tester for Croydon's contest. You said you had a few beers playing the game. Out of curiosity, how many is a few beers for you? Uh. I would say like a normal drinking session would be like maybe 15 beers. I think you've had a few There's beers a few. for this podcast, haven't you? Yeah. Oh, think about that? Also in Australia, it's 10 a.m. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm daytime drinking. I've had a bit of Gabber as well. Do you know Gabber? <laughs> Me and Daniel are on Gabber. It's like this kind of... Uh... <laughs> it's legit. <laughs> Is we had Gabber. It gives you like a dopamine hit. So I'm basically off my head on Gabba right now. Wait, I'll show you what it is. They had a nurse. Uh, we had a nurse come over because my wife wasn't feeling well to get it's some vitamins. Like this, this and, is this uh, stuff? And really, like, like I was struggling to breathe earlier because I had too much Gabba. <laughs> oh, boy. Like, it's just yeah, like yeah. Edible or I, just I like... enjoy the odd beer, but you know, <laughs> you Gabba, it's, it's just that much better. Yeah, just the beer is the like crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's like rock that Gabba. Like, like, I don't know. Have I tried what? Fentanyl. No, we don't get that shit out here. Yeah, dude. Like, I wasn't sure. Like, do you guys have the opioid crisis in Australia? Because here in the states, it's been really cool for a number of years. It's. I don't know. I've seen some stable. guys around my town like off their hands. So I don't know. I think it's going on. Just, yeah, if I can. Gabba is a legal supplement. Broad piece of advice for anyone out there: uh, don't do fentanyl. It's fucking bad. Yeah, yeah. Gab- I mean, Gab- if you buy Coke these days, you're going to get fentanyl in it, so it's, like, really scary for people. This mm-hmm. took a weird turn. Yeah. Where no, are you sure. buying your Coke from? Where do you buy your Coke from? Your Coca-Cola oh, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's oh, yes. like, I know, so I'm actually in the... This is a native guy right here. Yeah, so, um, uh, so, like, professionally, I am an addictions counselor, and we have, there's a been a string of both cocaine and methamphetamine laced with fentanyl overdoses just in our region like we have uh, like some of the highest fentanyl overdoses in the united states just where we're at so yeah just well, on, yeah. on record too that that gaba is completely legal it's just a supplement yeah. like a her- her herb thing so it's and it just makes you sort of feel her- warm 
So yeah, it's not nothing illicit. Well, good. It's good though. With the I'll say that is good though. So, you're a but, real so, fucking boss. So, so if fifteen beers is a couple, how many would some be? <laughs> um, uh, maybe five people. Like <laughs> what? Australians drink a lot of beers, so I'm used to drinking beers. So, I don't, I don't know. Three beers yeah, is I mean, nothing. I would say if I had five beers, I would consider that a day off. A day off that's the like, drinking. Yeah, that, that's like before you go into court. You're like, ah, I gotta, you know, yeah. talk this about this. day before I go into Gosford court. <laughs> oh, shoot. Shoot. So, all right. Uh, so coming back to Daniel, now talk a little bit about the structure of the game. So what made you want to decide on kind of, is it more like high fantasy concept or maybe give a breakdown as far as like, what inspired you specifically for Croydon's or Croydon's contest um, being in the fantasy vein? Because there's a lot of fantasy stuff out there now, and I think just trying to find that little creative niche can be it can be a struggle sometimes. Yes. Yeah, so when I on on our X page, which. It does. It sounds sort of dirty. I know. That's, I don't like it. Bums me out. Because I got to change my whole intro read now. Because always Twitter and Instagram, Twitter and like now Instagram and X. Like, uh, fuck. I'm gonna. I don't know. Go on Threads, maybe. Oh, don't go on. Don't go on Threads. Not Zuckerberg. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> do it. Do it. You want either way. So, but yeah. So on our X page. Uh, there, I've got like the initial sketches and everything of the the game. Like, because I just woke up one Saturday morning because I've been searching. I'd go to the board game and I'm like, where's like, where can we have like a fun game and then like you know duel each other, do all this stuff? And they're like, oh, this has this, but nothing really existed. So one Saturday morning, I, I woke up and sort of just sketched it out almost in its whole form, and uh, it was I just called it rap, Rapid Race. And it just looked, it it looked, it looked so generic. And um, then pretty quickly, I was just like, well, all the elements are here. Um, if I put, if I put a theme to it, um, um, sorry, I think Mr. Morris just keeps cutting to him. Um, yeah, if I put a theme to it, so you could basically, you, you, the mechanics are all there. So you could put whatever theme you want. You could have a sci-fi theme or, or whatever. And, you know, if the game ever gets established, it definitely, you know, you could have a Harry Potter version or, you know, a Dune version or like Mission Impossible version, whatever, whatever is, you know, people want. Like how Monopoly has different versions. It's like a Schindler's List version. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know that. Yeah. No? That, um, it, a Boogie it's Nights a, version. It's a gas. What? It's so fun. It, it's a so Boogie fun. Nights it's a version. You know, I don't know. Why not? Why not? All right, boys, hit the showers. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. So, um, just being, you know, a fantasy lover, it was like, this really suits putting a fantasy skin over it. And then 
coming up with the heroes and it was sort of like getting to be a fantasy novelist like George R. R. Martin or something and you know you get to come up with this whole story which was a lot of fun for all the different heroes in the world that they live in and then put it on top of the mechanics that already there and um also too if you're looking on the x page the media um there's a picture and this is when you're a little independent company you've sort of got to wear all the hats so i i was putting on play testing having fun play testing and it was like grandpa and my son and playing it and it's like grandpa looks so angry and like concerned and furrowing his brow and everything and it's like doesn't look like it's having fun and it's because at the time he needed a hip replacement and so but it, it doesn't i was just thinking like, he was having some racist thoughts he's like mm, damn kiwis or whatever i don't know what you guys think about there damn straight great <laughs> boy see <laughs> i know mr morris started on new zealanders no things can new zealanders sink them into the fucking ocean that's what i say yeah i feel like sink new zealand to australia is like for us I, I don't know like Ohio or Florida, like we're like you can no, it's like Canada, get dude. rid of that. Yeah, like fucking Canada, sink them into the fucking ocean, bro. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Luke, can you can you co-sign that for me? Like, it, we could probably do without Florida and Ohio both. Well, certainly every election year, we could yeah. do without I mean, all the shit, fucking all the time. Like, if that's I. So I don't know. I'm trying to think of the best way to explain what Ohio is to someone who has no concept of Ohio. So I think every part of the world has that place where you could probably walk to and buy, I don't know, like a six pack of sausages or whatever you call them and like a half ounce of meth and get your tires taken. So just imagine that, but there's like 6 million people there. That's Ohio. That's the best sales pitch I've ever heard for Ohio. Yeah, I mean, that's, I'm being like really, yeah, like actually, I've never just, heard a sales pitch for Ohio. I think that's the first. Yeah, I mean, who's selling Ohio? Like, are you are you are you in Ohio right now? No, I'm in Pennsylvania, right next to Ohio, and we just shit all over them. Like, oh that, my that's god, where, um, so that's where Luke's from, Pennsylvania. I was born and raised in central Pennsylvania, so. Oh, I'm in Erie. I'm in, I'm in Erie, PA right now. Too cold. Too cold. It sucks enough in the middle of Pennsylvania. You don't want the wind off the Great Lakes. But we have a beach, so gotcha. Do you, though? Do you? Well, Wait, where, where in central PA? Are you talking, like, state college area or? Yes. Uh, where I, I was born and raised is a uh, little... Uh, truck stop right before you head up the mountain to state college if you're heading from the east so it's uh it sucks there it sucks i haven't lived there for a very long time i got out yeah like well, uh, we, we, yeah. we have in ohio in australia it's called gosford and people people want to sink gosford fuck yeah hell yeah boy <laughs> mr morris is from gosford check out gosford yeah I think that that was for the UK. They were just like uh, Manchester can like just go in the ocean. Pull up Gosford there, Jamie. Jamie, see how shit it is. (laughs) Um, 
<laughs> so that's what I guess. <laughs> uh, so coming back to the game, as far as like creating the idea behind a game system, I think is really good, especially with kind of putting interposing modalities on it. Like if you can just set up a base set of rules and then just change the canon, change the background, change the players, but keep the core game essentially the same, I think that creates a lot of mobility and replayability. Yeah, well, the the the, the replayability aspect too, um, speaking of the mechanics, um, because you have, like I said, the five boards, there's the start board and the end board, and then the, in the middle uh, is upside down randomly, like the middle, the fog land. Um, so you're rarely going to play the same game twice and you can then even put as many fog lands as you want and mix them around but just as a standard game like to be half hour 45 minutes you play with just the one fog land and because you don't know which one it is then the start land you're going to have different strategies and then uh like you're going to want other people to go forward and you know maybe you want to play the slow game or you want to if you've got a particular card that lets you pass one of the blocks like then you'll go ahead so it's it should it should never be um it should never be too stagnant because sort of every time you don't know where you're going you don't know what board you're playing it's a different board basically every time and um so you can shift up your strategies keep it fresh um and then obviously in the future that can be like you know expansion fog lands yep. and but i think it's a really unique mechanic um i i it's probably exists somewhere but i haven't actually seen it where like uh it's very simple so it's probably yeah i mean like as far as like like, just modular the only one i can really think of that has a lot of options would be Catan, just like being able to place the pieces kind of in a lot of different formats not that it's like i mean you could theoretically flip them upside down but that would be like a little odd but you could you can set the board up like a million different ways yeah Kitan Kitan's a, a good example um and then yeah or like any game yeah with the, the hexagons or that the, the, is modular but then the fact that this you don't actually know what's there so it's random and flipping it um and yeah I'm, I can't think of another one but um yeah, I mean, the and only then, one I can really think of off the top of my head, it's kind of, I mean, they just re-released it, but uh, Hero Quest, like, it's a set board, but there is definitely a fog as far as, like, okay, you don't know, like, what's behind this room or what door is a door, and, like, you know, as far as, like, just a I've dungeon got, crawl. I've got Hero Quest unopened at the moment in, on my shelf. Uh, I mean, um, honestly, as far as my childhood, like, that was that was the first, like, really like real game I played, you know, like that wasn't like, you know, Clue or Sorry or Monopoly or anything. Like that was the first one. Like, okay, there's a like a big rule set and there's like a lot of shit to do. So yeah, when that got re-released, that was pretty, pretty pumped for that one for sure. Yeah. And and when they, you know, we released the the Schindler's List contest or Boogie Nights contest, it's like you're different heroes. Dirk Diggler or something and then he can have his own hero cards or like whatever property you're doing um 
can be fresh because you'd obviously have different hero cards relating to yeah. what their abilities are or not. Sure, 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 sure. So you got the game out on Kickstarter now. Now it's just in, um, is it pre-production, pre, pre-release, right? Yeah, it's it's pre-launch um, at the moment. So it's just like getting interest. Um, so uh, you want to get, depending on how big a launch you want, like a thousand people following, say, it's sort of like you get to be working on it in the background, yet still building that audience, which is really sure. good about it. So what's been the response thus far? Well, so far, uh, we've only, I've only, haven't done any marketing or anything. So it's only just sort of been some X posts and mm-hmm. um, some Instagram posts. And there's not too much conversion um, to people clicking on the link and following. So I'm hoping when we do some... And I've been against it as well. So I've been actively against it. So just trying to yeah. sabotage it the whole way. Yeah, he's been on the, the streets of Gosford. And- when he sells GABA in the, the back alley in the streets of Gosford, he's been telling people to not sign up for Caridian's contest. Yeah, so. I've seen that around. I was just like, don't sign up to this shit. Actively this is like the weirdest Breaking Bad plotline ever. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, so uh, so that's that's where, where we're at. It's like uh, Luke's just doing some final touches on some fonts, and then it's sort of like getting that being happy with that last prototype because it you know it's it's scary to think that you know you can put something out there and then someone does find a flaw or a hack or something or you know like in magic if there's a card but they they then just ban the card it's like something that that, yeah something that breaks the game that you didn't somehow pick up in playtesting and it like completely breaks the game yeah so uh with the pre-release and then like still working on the prototype, do you have like a ballpark when you want to get the Kickstarter actually off and running? Yeah, I think it would be great to be launched around November. Um, we've got a company in China lined up. Uh, they've been really good because they, each step of the way, they, they've let us do a prototype without having to do like a run of a hundred or a thousand. It's like mm-hmm. they, they actually let you do single prototypes. So um, we've been prototyping as we go to get to this final prototype almost. And then um, they've got the ability to not only manufacture in enormous quantities, but then also hand, handle the shipping from the Kickstarter. So it would go straight from their factory to uh, each person. So it should be a pretty seamless process um, and it's I've purposely like made it where it's just the six-sided die. So whereas like a lot of people in the industry right now would frown upon, you know, having mm-hmm. that, it's like old school monopoly or something, but it's yeah. like just simple. Um, the mechanics are simple. So there's, apart from having the actual hero figures, I'm still working out if we're going to uh, have the molded, or 3D printed, just working out different costs at the moment. Um, but that's sort of the only sort of question mark. The rest is all mapped out, ready to go, really. Nice. So yeah, I mean, November, just you know, a few months away, you know, I think definitely good time. It seems like you have, you know, everything more or less lined up. Hopefully get some, you know, good response. I'm definitely, you know, 
definitely interested and um yeah no i mean all well i i'd be i'd be that. happy from this podcast if we just get you as a follower on kickstarter that'd be good oh sure that's yeah, that's no, how I, the strata not scale yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's how um low my bar is that my, my bar is so low at just, the moment from, from our ex just response. just one extra one hey you know i mean it, it, nothing wrong with that you know i uh like I, I do, I like fantasy. I like board games. So yeah, I mean, definitely, it definitely has piqued my personal interest. But I do always like having people on who have kind of just that independent entrepreneurial spirit. I think there really is something to that, and that's even like you, you know, I've talked with lots of you know indie podcasters, and you know, I have lots of stand-up comedians on who are just you know trying to make it in just their own like you know, self-advertising way. I think anyone just trying to, like, do the damn thing is worth talking to about it. Yeah, well, um, as long as you are you don't go out there actively working against it, like our chief playtester, Mr. Morris, I think we'll be okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I can. I think really I can against it, I mean. And Mr. Bindus, yeah. I mean, have you been out to Australia before? I have never been to Australia. And I'm not Mr. Dingus, I am Mr. Jake. But no, I've never been to uh, Australia because I think a plane ticket from here to there would be in the multiple thousands of dollars. And I just don't feel like spending that much money on it. So where actually in Australia are you guys? Like, it sounds like separate, like, I don't want to say separate corners, but definitely not, you know, if you got to fly to meet. I think Mr. Morris is in the back of some courtyard at Arimba. I don't know where he is. No, uh, we, we grew up in the same small town, but uh, Daniel lives in like Queensland. I live in New South Wales. Yeah, so I, I live in uh, glitzy Gold Coast. My kids go to the same school that Margot Robbie used to go to. So a, lo a, long, a long way from, from Gold Coast. I mean, from Gosford. Uh, I live in just like a bush, like a shrub. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Morris will be on the podcast next, promoting his book. Hey, hey, you! Oh. Don't be alarmed. That's me in the bushes outside. Don't, and, don't be alarmed. And uh, I've got a question. Like, would you like some about, What do you think about AI making like board games? Like, could I like put in input, like say, make a board game like this? What do you think about that? I, I'm sorry. Make a board game like what <laughs> just like from ai like is that going to be a thing or... hmm. i think ai has a lot of potential functionality and i don't know how well that would translate to an actual board game because i think some part of the board game or the card game is the same in actually having the physical book there's something to the human i guess ethos about tangibility with things in a very vastly digital age like you can't really replicate touching and reading a book you can't really replicate through ai like shuffling cards even if you're just playing like shoot i don't know like whatever spades or pinochle or whatever you're playing poker you know like the actual physical grabbing a deck opening it up shuffling those cards you know you can't replicate like i mean 
there's been board games in digital format for, I mean, a decade plus now, but like, there's a big difference between like me playing Scrabble on my PlayStation and actually like touching the wooden block. So I think AI is going to have a component as far as the digital aspect, but as far as like physical media, I don't see that going anywhere. And even like when you look at music, like digital music has been around, you know, for a dozen years or so at this point, but like we're seeing a big resurgence in like vinyl records and tapes because people want to have that physical thing to hold onto so they can experience it in that tangible format. I think with the, the AI in particular, it's concept. So if the AI has come up with the concept, because for ever since the the AI launched, you know, a couple of months ago, or there were some early adopters, it's like there'll forever be that question mark moving forward forever. Did this person use AI to come up with that concept? Like I wish we'd launched pre-AI because it's like, oh, it's yeah. sort of like even, you know, um, the Ozempics at the moment, it's like if someone loses weight for, forever more, you'll they'll always be like, no, you like Rebel Wilson was the last person that got away with um, saying she was just walking for a year and, you know, going for a hike in LA. And it's like two months after she said that, Ozempic comes out and it's like she was on that before, obviously. Like, there's no way she just went on a couple of little walks. Like she was yeah. big for 20 years and then you know, and also she shouldn't have felt ashamed to say she got help, but she clearly did get help. But it's sort of like the same with AI. Sure. It's like from from this point onwards, they could, if yeah. you know, like if you're an artist or even like a fantasy, not they'll always be like, well, they've either used AI to help them substantially or a little bit. Like there'll always just be that question mark from now on. Sure, and I mean, like if you want to talk, like as far as a comparison that was pretty much true in the like late 70s with music when autotune came out like there was a literal pre-autotune time and then it was like Cher was the first big artist to actually use autotune it's like oh well is it their actual voice or is it being you know pitch modified i think relating to like game creation can ai assist Yes, but will AI ever truly substitute for human creativity and ingenuity? I don't think so. I, I, I really, there is something to be said for coming up with the unique idea. Now, AI can come up with like lots of algorithmic things from ideas previously, but to create something like truly unique and new, I don't, I really don't think that's possible. My favorite quote about AI is, uh, AI won't take your job, a person using AI will. So it's a tool. And whether you're talking about auto-tune or losing weight, I think history has proven that results are all that matters. Like I lost weight. Do you really care? Or do I really care whether I took a pill or hit the gym? Like I'd rather take the pill and I'm okay with that. If it's a lesser version of weight loss, it's still weight loss. You know? Yeah. No, yeah, for sure. So, yeah, I mean, to each, definitely to each their own in that regard. So, but uh, yeah, as far as, you know, 
I'll say this, like I work in the architecture field and like I can imagine a future where you upload the site plan and say, I want this house to be this big, mm -hmm. two stories and the AI just comes up with a plan. So all architects are the business. Do you know what I mean? Sure, but are you ever going to have another Frank Lloyd Wright from AI? Yeah, and Frank Lloyd probably, and probably even better than Frank Lloyd Wright. Yeah, that's the, that's the thing. A lot of this art that I'm seeing, just so incredible. It, it's it, like, obviously, you know, I'm not trying to say anything here, like, but it's so good. It's like, in some regards, it's better um, than a sure, yeah. You're looking at like quality-wise, yeah. and for any like computer system. It's going to reference and has the ability to reference, you know, art for, you know, hundreds, almost, you know, a thousand years. But if you look back to like, let's say art, um, Picasso, no one did what Picasso did before Picasso. So you'd have to think about like, okay, well, who's the next Picasso? Who's the next, you know, Frank Lloyd Wright? Who's the next, I don't know. Michael Jackson, not touching kids, but yeah, you know I, I get, I get what you're saying that the the obviously all the AI needs the like the existing example from whoever it is to then sort of reproduce it. But on a middle ground level of just regular people, like Mr. Morris in his architecture field, he's he's not Frank Lloyd Wright. The AI right. can replace him, and I think that's why he's turned to the GABA and 10 a.m. drinking. So. <laughs> Uh, turn into the GABA oh, and 15 beers before noon. Sheesh. Yeah. AI lets yeah, you AI iterate. It lets you get yeah. better faster, I think. And it lets you test things without investing so much time in something that might not work. It's a tool. Sure. Sure. Like anything else. Um, so we're getting pretty close to wrapping at this point, but I like to end every episode with a game. And I have a very special game prepared for all y'all today. So, Aldor Games, Daniel, Luke, and Benjamin, are you ready to play a game? No. No. <laughs> Remember, he's actively against any board Well, game. I can say it's not a board game. It is just a game of preferential questions. So, what I have prepared for you guys today, it is a bracket of the top 16 board games of all time. And I want to figure out what is the greatest board game of all time. So, gentlemen, are you ready to play? Yes. Got one can yes. We use AI, can we use AI to answer? That's let kind me, of your call. Let know. me go to the chat, JPT. I'll be left in a second. Okay. Um, so we got 16 and they're head to head matchups. So it's just straight bracket style. So we're going to work our way from 16 all the way down to number one, very March Madness style. So we got three of you on here. So it should be pretty easy. It wouldn't be much in the way of tiebreakers or anything. So just pick which one you think is better, which is your favorite, whatever criteria you want to use as far as board games. And these are all. Pretty common, pretty popular games, I would say, for the most part. I would imagine everyone would know these. If you don't have a strong opinion, then that's fine, too. But I would argue probably everyone at least knows if has not played these games. So, number one, 
which is better, Connect Four or Mancala? Connect Four. Connect Four. I don't, think, I don't know what the other one is. Connect Four. So, yeah. So Mancala, it's like it's like you have little stones and you like kind of move them along a board kind of thing. So I don't know. It, it, it's been around for a long ass time. Like, we didn't get that. Like, hip, hippies used to play it. I don't know. But yeah, Connect Four. It's pretty dope. Let's see, four. Moving on. All right. Which is better, Stratego or Risk? Risk. Yeah, I'll answer for my son, Risk. He's a massive Risk <laughs> fan. We're always making us play Risk. Risk. Can you answer for me as well? Risk. <laughs> is that. Yeah, a- it's, uh, and, and I can see why people in Australia would have a, a high opinion of risk because that's the continent to get. That is the one. Yeah. I mean, you get Australia and then you are golden. Yeah. We're, All right. We're, not a little more. we're lucky to get one. <laughs> um, this one, I think some of you may know some. Uh, which better, Catan or Ticket to Ride? Oh. Ticket to ride because it just as a parent, it was easy to explain to my kids. And the ticket to ride exactly. junior version is incredible for like my anyone. My kids seven. loves it. Hey, yeah. he goes bonkers for that for sure. Yeah. Ticket to ride junior is so good for, for anyone yeah, under eight. Yeah. Uh, Luke, any opinion? No, I, you know, that's a, Coin toss for me. I yeah, it's like I was gonna say, like as far as like once that might be a little whatever. I, I knew that one. I was like, all right, these are really popular, but definitely not everyone is big Catan or Ticket to Ride players. Yeah, I hear good things. Oh yeah, no, definitely both really worthwhile playing. Um, yeah, I'd say the only thing I can say is like Ticket to Ride. You only need two people. Catan, you need at least three. So as like adult person, sometimes getting three adults to do fucking anything together at any point can be a pain in the dick handballs. I would say that you're spot on. That's a massive con because me and my yeah. son want to play Catan all the time. And we're, we, I then have a wife yeah. and a daughter. So yeah, get, we, get we... another person. Good fucking luck. Yep. All right. Which is better? Sorry or trouble? I love, I love, so, I love, sorry, tr- Trouble. Trouble's awesome. Yeah, got Trouble. I think I played more Sorry. Interesting. So, Mr. Morris, you are the tiebreaker. Trouble or Sorry? I don't know any of these things, so. You uh, would have had to play at least Trouble Mr. or Sorry at one uh, point. Sorry or I, I will say this for Mr. Morris. Sorry has, like, never really appeared I, I know it, um, and but it's never really hit Australian mainstream. Like we, he would probably only know it as a Rick and Morty reference. I think that's what what was it? Family Guy that played Sorry. I think it was Family Guy, and okay. um, yeah, it's not. Wow, that's so weird um, because like I'm just saying like I'll these are. Just... I'll say this: like I hate board games, so any game that you say, I don't know. So sorry about that. Yeah, maybe I should have done drinking games. Like which yeah, is well, better, drinking. I was going to say. I was going to say, I hope you got drinking games in there because it would be Lupin Louie. Do you know Lupin Louie? It's the best. I do not. You're going to have to explain that one to me. It's a kid's game and it's Wait, got this little aeroplane that goes around and knocks these chickens down. 
And every time you, your chicken gets knocked down, you have a drink. And it's apparently, it, it was like an actual thing in the, like about 10 years ago that all the college kids got on it and used it as a drinking game. And it's hmm. the Lupin Louie. Yeah, I, I would, I mean, probably for the States. I don't know. Luke, you can back me up on this one, but I think it's got to be like beer pong for sure. I, I would say like if there's going to be a drinking game that we got, it's probably beer pong. I guess. I'm not a drinker, but uh, that's what all the frat kids like to do. Yeah, I mean, like, that's kind of like, it, you go to any college, like, tailgate, whatever, it's beer pong. For well, sure. we used to play this game in Australia that we go out to the field and vomit. And just, like, make <laughs> ourselves vomit. Like, that's what we used to do. How do you know who wins? <laughs> that's only well, losers. I guess it wasn't really a game. It was just like a... <laughs> There's just no... Vomit. Uh, you remember that, that. game? I think that's rough. I think you're wearing um, my that's the Chargers black hat that I, yeah, did I give you. I stole it oh, from yeah. you. <laughs> oh my god! I thought, I thought I recognized that hat. I, that's just great. I hope that's one great. day uh, Cradian's contest is up against Loop and Louie for best drinking game. That would be cool. best that's like, drinking. That's game. the goal. Oh boy! That, yeah, that's, I stole this hat from all, you. Anyway. Sorry, that's the ahead. five year plan. <laughs> All right, which is better, Candyland or Clue? Um, again, in Australia, it's called Cluedo. Whatever. So... <laughs> you know in what a, I in, mean. In Australia, it's called Wazza Wazza. <laughs> Wazza Wazza. What? In Australia, it's called a sphincter says what? Yeah, I. Can you? You're gonna have to walk me through that one because, like, I'm I'm having a hard time here. Cluedo, what and Waza Waza? No, he's just joking, dude. Like, no, Cluedo is real. Yeah, Waza Waza is. Well, you know that Simpsons reference? They call it a bullfrog or something. It's, it's like I would have called it a Fuzzle Waza. I called it a Chad Chaswaller. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that's so oh. true though, because we named things. Oh, oh no! I, okay, no, I, I, I do. I vaguely remember that episode. Yeah, where? Okay. I, okay, I'm with you now. I wasn't. I wasn't in the right frame. Uh, okay, so Candyland or Cluedo? Yeah, I, I've never heard of Candyland, so I'll go with Cluedo. Really? Well, I must just be here. But yeah, it's like uh, you got little people and going around a little gumdrop path and trying to get to the Candy Kingdom. I don't know. It's like for little kids. Sounds like a drinking game. Yeah, I think Candyland. Oh, you could easily make Candyland into a drinking game. Uh, you can make anything a drinking game, even just if you're brave for, enough. For, yeah. Miss, for Mr. Morris, just waking up in the morning is enough. Yeah, for... just just sheer existence is a drinking game. In He's fact, like, hmm, how do we battle our existential dread that the AI is going to take my job? I know, I'll have a few beers. Here's a challenge to <laughs> listeners: turn this podcast episode into a drinking game. <laughs> yeah, share the rules. If, one. Yeah, every every time, every time Morris, the camera goes to Morris. Have yeah. a drink. Every time the camera goes to Morris and every he's not morning. saying anything, you have to have yeah. a whole beer. Every Try not to die. Like it has to be flushed. I don't know if Candyland is fucking AI that's taking my job. Yeah, I better go. <laughs> he's legitimately worried. Go he's ahead. He's legitimately worried. 
<laughs> he's Why like, I've been it? thinking about this for a while now. You guys don't understand. Don't fuck with me. I need more Gabba. Why does that scene keep cutting to him? It's like <laughs> it's, it's like it just keeps like picking up like just random little mic noises, and it's like, what's going on here? It's like he's just he's chilling. I don't know. Like he's just I mean, wabba gabba doing. It's like I don't know. Here. This is Struggle Streets. I'm living in a fucking oh, the worst town in Australia. What the fuck do you think I'm doing? Just drinking before. It's not going well. It's not going well, dude. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, all right. Uh, which is better, Monopoly or Life? The game, Life, not Life. Life. I'm not. Yeah, we've always got Life is not great. We've all like Life sucks. Uh, but the game, of Life, where you got the little spinning life, wheel going around in your van. Life sucks if you live in Ohio or Gosford. That's oh, yeah. established. There's a castle yeah. next to me. Let me show you this castle. Let can you see it? Uh, yes, I, I mean, some guy literally built a castle. That guy made a fucking castle. That's where I live next to the, a guy that made the castle. It's a white so, castle. They sell burgers. No, yeah, they, don't. Uh, they sell domestic that. abuse. That's what they sell. That Mars is vomiting, and they they sell domestic abuse over there and repeated police. Uh, Interventions. That's what they sell over there. Anyway, so like, go uh, ahead. Uh, that got dark. Yeah, uh, the it's game of life or monopoly. Life. I don't. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Life. Go ahead. Life. Go we got life. Life. Life's going on. A little too much life over here. Yeah, sorry. it's a little. little too real. The fire, All right, uh, game of life. It is okay. Which is better, Scrabble or Pictionary? I'd say uh, that's my wife and I played a lot of Scrabble when we were first together, and it's amazing. But then, probably Scrabble because you only need two players. It's again probably, but if you've got four players, nothing beats Pictionary when you've got a bad couple of bad drawers and they do crazy. Like my son, my daughter's a really good drawer, but my son, he he draws these scary stick figures with big like but he's being sincere trying to do it and it's just you you it's like just he, a fucking horror I, show yeah i was like one of them was in picture it was like a rose and he, he tried to draw a rose and i was like is that a person like their head's falling off like it was just wild oh boy he's a sick um, father luke any opinion pictionary or uh, scrabble no, I, I, I concur. I think that Pictionary is the more fun game, but Scrabble is more uh, approachable. So, Daniel, do you dunk all over your wife in Scrabble, just make her feel, like, fucking retarded? Like, you have so many big words just outscoring her by hundreds of points? Just lots of little two-letter two words that, that really annoy her. That's how you win Scrabble. Quantity, not yeah. quality. Yeah. No, she actually, yeah. she, she beats me a lot. Uh, a lot actually because she yeah i don't know let's clarify in scrabble Uh, (laughs) that's that one (laughs) i fell down the stairs (laughs) what's next (laughs) (laughs) Ah, okay uh last match over the first round which is better chess or checkers yes 
Obviously. Mr. Rose, you got to hold the phone still because it's like picking up your microphone movements. Anyway, it's part of the drinking game, I guess. Everyone yeah. drink. Mr. Oh, yeah. Came no, yeah. It, uh, if people are sticking around to this point, like they're dead or clearly in liver failure for sure. They fell asleep with the podcast on. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's just, yeah. Fell asleep with the wheel. Shoot. Um, yeah. I, I would say, I mean, checkers is cool and all, but I mean, chess, like, I mean, that's kind of the, I don't know if it's the original board game, but I mean, it's definitely stood the test of time. Yeah, I think I think Go was the original, wasn't it? You know, the, the Chinese oh, one? Pro- the... Yeah, yeah, it's like Go or like Othello, maybe. I'm not sure. Mm. Yeah, it's like just some yeah, weird, I'm, like... I'm, I'm pretty sure we haven't lost any listeners yet, have we? Because we haven't had any yet. Yeah. We recorded. We'll, we will find out when the episode is published. Um, all right, chess going on. All right, Elite Eight. This is where we get interesting with it. Which is better, Connect Four or Risk? Risk. 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 <laughs> Risk is better than Connect Four. And uh, okay, which is better, Ticket to Ride or Sorry? Ticket to Ride. Ticket to Ride's awesome. Sorry, I have to disagree. Oh, like so. she's got a ticket to ride. Is that what you're talking about there? Like she's got a ticket to ride. No, the it, Beatles it's a song? Game about trains. Is that what you're talking about? I think I think um I love that song. Jake, I think I think uh Mr. Morris would be good on your 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 episode that's about addiction, not board games. <laughs> yeah. it's my my intervention episode. Um, all right, I guess I will tie break it then. Um, I would say sorry is more classic than ticket to ride, so I'm going to have to go with sorry. I think there is a broader playability there because some people just aren't good at geography either, so they look at ticket to ride and be like, you know, fuck this. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna learn where cities are stupid all right which is better clue or the game of life game of life game of life's good yeah needs it it needs some more life life elements oh yeah ai comes in and takes you yeah you got to have like divorce and like a domestic violence suit you know colon cancer like i don't know well if you think about it clue's kind of a game of death ironic maybe we could do a crossover of you know clue and life where like you just get brutally murdered by a candlestick also who's ever killed anyone with a candlestick ever like it seems so wildly impractical i've killed someone with a fucking candlestick oh okay well there you go well at least like hurt him like badly i wouldn't say killed but (laughs) hurt him badly with a fucking candlestick just just mortally wounded. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, Permanently that's... brain damaged. It's a good weapon. Yeah, I mean, you've got a dark past because you were five years in London and then five years in Dubai, weren't you, Mr. Morris? And now you're at Gosford. Well, ten years in... that's, that's what I always say. Ten years in prison. Why, why did you come back from Dubai to Gosford? Like, 
you could have gone i guess it was the, <laughs> that architecture guy but like you could have landed anywhere yes uh, my life is full of like bad, bad decisions bad, bad decision deci bad decision making a yeah. string of bad decisions punctuated with candlesticks uh yeah. Game I'll get out. getting too real here, guys. Just, We're turning I mean, this into the intervention episode. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, this has kind of turned into a bummer, man. I don't know. It was all fun and games. And we're talking about how Mr. Morris is like, yeah, I was in Dubai, but now I'm fucking on next to this castle eating GABA. Dude, the castle next door is crazy. Have you seen it? Should I go to it again? Uh, sure. Cut to it again. I want to see it again. Seen it, but it never gets old. Look at that yeah. castle over there. Wait, sorry, wrong one. It's a it's castle. castle. Let me yeah. ask you this: Did you just notice the castle for the first time while you're on this call with us? No, I I know about it. Like, he's he's there look, looking at I've been up there before. Like, oh, what the fuck's going on here? Uh, so I'm going to talk to them like, what's going on here, guys? Why do you have a castle? I don't know how to unpack this right now. This is just, this is a lot. This is just a lot. They don't really say anything. It's like, oh, we just have a castle. I'm like, why do you have a castle? And they're but just they, like, only, oh. they only just finished building it, didn't they, the guy? And it, he's really oh, poor, too, because he's got a really old... Like car from yeah. the 70s so it's like he's well, put all his money, money into a castle you don't have money yeah. after a new car i yeah, mean the, you just got to get the you know horse and carriage too then you're all set the police you are always there, so like, anyway sorry go ahead sorry Continue the no, you're good you're good um all right last matchup of the elite eight which is better scrabble or chess chess scrabble oh Mm -mm -mm. Um, I guess that's a really good matchup because it's like what side of the brain are you on? Sure. Um, it's like who's I, linguistic first, who's more engineering? Yeah. Like my I son would say chess. think chess has had the longer playability, but if I had to pick one I'd rather play, it would be Scrabble. Like if it had, like which I have a chess board and I have a Scrabble board. And if I'm picking one, it's Scrabble. Just, I mean, I'm not going to play chess with my seven-year-old. Like, he, you know, he's seven. And, like, my girlfriend's from Ohio, so she doesn't even, like, know direction stuff, so. Your wife's from Ohio and you rag on it? Oh, man, don't let her yeah, listen no, to this no, podcast. Yeah, uh, yeah no, yeah my, yeah, my girlfriend, I saved her from, I saved her from Ohio. Um, and I shit on Ohio. No, 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 wait, you saved like, her from It's Ohio. not my fault I'm from Ohio. You took her to yeah. Pennsylvania. I saved her from was she was she like in a in a castle too that you had to save her from? Like no, no, just a just a small town in Ohio. And I'm like, hey, um, how would you like to, I don't know, be in a better place? And she said, Okay. Fury? <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. Uh, I think we need to go save some people from that castle now, Mr. Morris. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I wasn't living in, like, Uniontown. Like, hey, like, come here, fucking, like, Sharon. Like, oh, hey, baby, I live in, you know, like, Zillionople or New Kensington. Like, that's not better. But, like, we 
we're the Miami of the North, baby. Like you're the fucking shit. Oh, Sharon. Oh. I know a few Sharons around here, man. This place is oh, full of Sharons. Sharon, Pennsylvania is um oh, I don't know. What's the best way to describe it? It's like if you um if you had a factory, but then that factory took a toxic shit, that's Sharon, basically. Oh damn, like we got like many Sharons around here. But we don't I mean, call them Sharon, we say Shazza. With many Sharons. Luke can attest to the whole central part of the state because it's just like it's mostly just like (laughs) I would say Ohio, where the fuck you're from, is where I'm from. Yeah. I thought you were from Miami. Yeah. X account is Miami. I I thought you were Miami. Miami in the north, baby. Yeah. Oh, Miami? Uh, All right. Final four. Which is better, risk or sorry? Risk. I don't. I don't like either of those. But I'll answer for my son and say risk. Risk is going on. And which is better, the game of life or Scrabble? Ooh, that's a tough one. Scrabble. Not tough for me. Scrabble. Yes, yeah, Scrabble. Okay, and. <laughs> Final matchup. What's the better game? Greatest game of all time. Is it Risk or is it Scrabble? Risk. Scrabble. You're wrong. How did it get, Ooh, how did it, wrong. How did it get to those two choices? Like, that was the fucking best game I've ever seen. Like, <laughs> Why are you not Where did Trivial you the ride go? It's true. I do like Trivial Pursuit. That was the fucking game. Some were left off here, and it was just from. I pulled an internet article, and it was like the top best selling board games of all time. It was so I from just took Chat GPT. You know, trust it, it's trying to take your job. No, it was from like the Baltimore Sun. It was like the first one that came up. I'm like, ah, okay, reliable enough. The correct answer is Crodian's Contest for best game. The of all correct time. answer is Crodian's Contest, but for this one of games, actually. On the market, I am going to say I gotta go with Scrabble. I think Risk has its place for sure, but I think more people play Scrabble and it starts almost as many fist fights as Monopoly. So I think there's something to be said for that. I, I think um, you need to start a, a Jake and the Mr. Morris podcast. Oh, dude, oh. I'll get fired up on the damn fucking Scrabble. I'll fucking... I'll throw a fist on the fucking game to Scrabble, dude. You got the fist fight going already. Okay. Yeah, just, I'll get fucking just fired up, dude. Just fighting all those demons there. Oh, my God. The, the fucking castle next door, the king in the castle. I'll get fucking fired up, boy. Go storm the castle. I gotta tell you, this isn't, this this isn't how I thought this whole thing was going to go. But I'm really I'm genuinely happy right now. Oh, shoot. Well, as it has been a pleasure having it's you. It's either on. your best or your worst podcast ever. Yeah, uh, it's it's been, it was the best of times. It was the worst of times. Um, but Maybe before I let you go, uh, before I let y'all go, one more time, let, let the people know where they can find you. 
just if you go to Kickstarter and follow Crodian's contest, that would be a really big help. Well, Crodian needs your help. Yeah, dude, I'm not even following it because I hate it, but other people fucking sign up, people. I I told my mum to follow it and all her friends, and she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I was like, at the time, it was 16 followers, <laughs> and then there was still 16 followers. I'm like, yeah. You haven't signed up at all. <laughs> nobody, nobody likes it, dude. Oh, oh God. Um, so please sign up for the I didn't even think you're gonna sign up, Jay. I I have to now. I just I have to, um, and be sure give him follow on all social media. It's at Outdoor Games. We'll send uh, you a free board game. Yeah, we'll send you. Um, we'll, we will win it when we've got like the next prototype. We'll send you one. When and, we should um, have a board game. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, I, um, I'm firmly ready. I'm firmly ready. So yeah, guys, be sure to give them a follow as well, and be sure to give us a like and follow as well. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your content. We got new episodes coming out every other Thursday. So Daniel, Luke, and Mr. Morris, I value and appreciate you. Bye.